Good morning and welcome to Green Tea Conversations, the radio show that delves into the pages of Natural Awakenings magazine to bring you the local experts who share progressive ideas and the latest information and insights needed so you can lead your best life. I'm your host, Candy Broffle, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings magazine, and I am honored to bring these guests to you. Today in our studio, we have Sean Blodgett. Good morning. Good morning, Sean, of Synergy Natural Health and Holistic Wellness, which is located in Little Canada. Mm -hmm. So, Sean, welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) And um, why don't you start off by telling us about Synergy Natural Health? So, Synergy Natural Health, uh, what we do is we help people access their awesomeness naturally. Um, I work with a wide variety of people uh, with their wellness uh, and the issues that they've got going on. We offer esogenic holistic medicine, color puncture, uh, some body talk stuff, uh, basic Ayurvedic medicine, but mostly like diet, nutrition, daily routines, complex homeopathy, um, some herbs, vitamins, minerals, all that good stuff. You have just a breadth of pro- uh, products and services that you are able to provide to your clients. Mm-hmm. And I want to get into some of those today so that because some of the things that you do, I haven't really heard about mm-hmm. in a lot of circles. So right. um, I think it's really interesting for people to be able to experience all the different things that are available mm-hmm. that are out there. And um so the first thing I want to talk about is the esogetics. Yes. So esogetics, holistic medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of explain to us what that consists of. So esogetics is um, a form of naturopathy. It's a complete form of naturopathy uh, developed over in Germany a little over 50 or 60 years ago at this point by a German naturopath and acupuncturist uh, by the name of Peter Mendel. Um, and Peter um, had... Um, started studying actually massage therapy after being an army medic. And uh, when he was uh, studying massage, uh, graduated top in his class, uh, he opened his own practice, started learning about acupressure and um, how that could release pain. He found that doing them in a very specific pattern uh, would release the pain within a matter of uh, moments uh, very, very quickly. And then um, he was playing with that for a while and then went over to China to study uh, acupuncture, learned from some very awesome acupuncturists over there, came back to Germany and started uh, hearing about colored light and uh, some other things, uh, started playing with that, and then found out that this light could affect the information flow and energy flow within the cell structure. And... Uh, do some pretty miraculous things very quickly. So I think most people understand what acupuncture is, Correct. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you use the light in the acupressure? Uh, or well, the color puncture? Yeah, the color puncture. Color puncture uh, so what we're doing is we're putting specific frequencies of light on the different acupuncture points, reflexology zones, uh, marma points from Ayurvedic medicine, and other energetic sensitive points of the body um, that help to influence that information flow and energy flow. So one of the examples that I give uh, to all people, because it's very easy to understand. So in if somebody has constipation, um, 
the digestive system or the intestines just aren't flowing. They're not moving. They're dry, oftentimes, stuff like that. Um, so you could um, use large intestine four on the hands. Pretty much everybody knows that one. It's, uh, it's between the thumb and the pointer finger. Um, lots so of people it's use that soft heads. skin kind of between right. the thumb and the pointer. Yep, exactly. And then also large intestine 11, which uh, for the Facebook Live people, you can actually see this. You go up to the elbow here, uh, and it's about two finger widths down and straight up from there. So um, straight up from your hand yep, up from to just about four. the uh, on the top of the arm. Yep. And so if somebody's constipated, those two points are actually going to be fairly sensitive. Uh, and you could actually just rub them. I was at a uh, party one day, uh, and somebody found out the stuff that I did. And he had issues with constipation. And so I literally just rubbed large intestine 4 on both hands and also large intestine 11 on both hands. And a short while later, he had to run to the bathroom. Um, so, and then we would use uh, three points around the navel called the aggressive zones, which uh, we'll be talking about at the Your Shining Life Expo uh, tomorrow, or this weekend. Or if you're listening to it uh, on the radio, that was yesterday. <laughs> so, um, so if we're doing it in color puncture, we would actually apply the color red to large intestine four and large intestine 11. But now if somebody has the complete opposite, let's say that they have diarrhea, you're not going to want to use the color red on those two points because that's going to make the large intestines more active, which is great for somebody that's constipated. Uh, but if they have diarrhea, that's going to cause explosive diarrhea, uh, not a good thing. Uh, it can be very <laughs> painful and uh, do some damage. So instead, we're actually going to do the color yellow. That helps to re-regulate the uh, large intestines. Or we could use the color blue if there's a lot of cramping. So just out of curiosity, so mm -hmm. red, yellow, and blue. Yep. Red uh, indicates to me more heat. Correct. Yep. So it would be causing more heat or more activity. More activity. Yep. And so like if a person, you could also just wear the color red too. Or if you have a lot of red around you, it's also going to make you more talkative. Interesting. Yeah. So the color puncture can make you more talkative as well or just ha we, being we around ha the color? Yeah, we actually have therapies that help with um, the mental emotional side of things as well. So somebody that's a little bit more shy, we have therapies uh, that help them to feel more stronger in who they are um, and be able to express that. Well, red and black have always been, to me, kind of the power colors. Mm -hmm. Like when you need to feel really confident in a situation. Uh, if I'm going into a speaking engagement, that type of thing, I tend to wear red or black. Okay. Just because that's where you feel, where I feel most powerful. Yeah. So that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. So if it gives people more confidence, be, making it easier for them to talk. Mm -hmm. What about the color yellow? So the color yellow to me indicates warmth and kind of soothing. Yeah. So the color yellow is really good for the lymphatic system. Uh, back in, I want to say it was either the 60s or 70s, shortly after McDonald's uh, opened up, they did a huge study on colors. And what are the colors for McDonald's? Red and yellow. Yep. So yellow actually helps a person to digest food faster. And the color red, making them feel warmer, more talkative, more alive. Hmm. So basically, what they found is having those two colors dominant in the restaurant, people would enjoy going there, um, have fun with the people that they're with, but also digest their food very quickly and get out of there. 
Wow, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So they could turn over the restaurant much quicker right, and get a exactly. lot more clients or customers in and out. Yeah. So what about the color blue? The color blue to me is always cooling, soothing, um, exactly. calming. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, it's very cooling, calming, uh, really good for kind of like hot wound type stuff, uh, really good for people that are going through like menopause. Um, it just kind of helps to calm the person. It's also really good for people that have anger issues or kind of those hot emotion type things. It helps them to kind of cool, uh, become more cool, calm, and relaxed. So speaking of that, say Mm -hmm. that you were working with a client who came in and they were having, uh, maybe unusual for them, but having more episodes of like anger or outbursts where you know, sometimes we go through that at different stages of our lives, right? depending on our hormone balance and other things as well, um, or just our stress levels that we're under at the time, mm-hmm. um, can cause us to feel more anxious and more quick to anger mm-hmm. than other times. Well, how might you help them with color puncture? So in my clinic, what I would do first, I would do a full, complete analysis of what's going on with the person. So... Um, in my clinic, first we would take a curling photograph of the fingertips and toe tips. This tells me everything that's going on with the energy and information system of that person in that exact moment. I would also do uh, a little bit of facial physiognomy, which is telling me different things on their face uh, and hinting to things. Uh, I would also oftentimes look at their tongue, which tells me uh, hints to what's going on uh, with their digestive system. Um, I might also look at their eyes and use none diagnostic iridology. Uh, I could also test like the putkamer segments, the back to kind of give me hints of what are going on with the internal organs. Um, I could also do finger palpation testing, stuff like that. Um, And then after doing that full analysis of everything to see what is the system telling me is going on for this person. Uh, More than likely, if somebody is having some emotional stuff going on, I'm going to probably see stuff going on in the areas of like the limbic brain uh, and them having a harder time choosing different emotions or processing different emotions. I would also probably expect to see things going on in the liver area uh, of the Carillion, as well as the other uh, forms of analysis that I do. And uh, I would probably choose a therapy, probably first like the limbic cross therapy, which helps with re-regulating the limbic brain or helps to influence the regulation of the limbic brain. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to break some of this stuff down because yep. you're t- talking about a lot of things that I don't think a lot of people are going to know about. Oh, true, and true. So yeah. we really want to be able to help people understand what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to come back to that in just a little bit. Okay. But... Would you, out of curiosity, just Mm -hmm. quickly, would you use blue color puncture with someone who is exhibiting some anger? Um, Probably not. Um, So like with the limbic cross therapy, um, we're actually using soul spirit colors with that one, as well as specific brainwaves of beta, delta, alpha, and theta, um, and then the correlating colors for that. And then the second therapy I would probably more than likely do for that person 
um, if they're showing liver signs, would be probably the liver pyramid, liver gallbladder pyramid therapy, which is done all in yellow. Okay, so we're going to talk about those when we come back. Okay. All right, so to learn more about Synergy Natural Health, go to SynergyHealth.com or you can call 612-217-4325. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Broffel, and today in our studios, we have Sean Blodgett of Synergy Natural Health and Holistic Wellness. Sean, welcome back. Hello. <laughs> just before the break, you were really getting into um, just kind of some of the things that you do with people when they first come into your into your center, into your wellness center, mm-hmm. and some of the testing that you might do. And you uh, gave us a lot of information. So I want to go back and really be able to break some of that down to help right. people to understand. But one of the things that you had talked about was uh, if you were helping somebody who was having maybe some issues with anger, um, maybe something that wasn't typical of them, mm-hmm. you would you would do a lot of uh, kind of testing or uh, noticing of, of information that they're giving you. Correct. Um, and then you had said that you would probably start with some limbic cross. Yeah, the limbic uh, brain rhythm or the limbic cross. Um, and the reason I'd probably choose that particular therapy, um, and it it also depends on what the analysis comes out with. Uh, but one of the reasons why I would think about that particular therapy is the limbic brain is really good for us helping to process our emotions. So the limbic brain, if I remember correctly, also has the amygdala in there, the hippocampus. The hippocampus helps to pull information from our past experiences. Mm-hmm. And then the amygdala is famous for uh, it being the fight, flight, freeze response gland. And so it helps us just kind of regulate our emotions. Right. So, so what is what is limbic cross? So it's four points that we do on the skull. Uh, and so first we would uh, mark the points. Uh, and then after that we do the synapsis brainwave machine on those points. And so with that, we're using the... Uh, beta brainwave frequency. Um, um, and what does that one do? Yeah, so the beta brainwave, that is kind of the um, when we have to get something done right away. Uh, our ancestors, how they would use it, the beta brainwave, is if an animal jumped out in front of them and they had to run or, you know, uh, kill the animal for, you know, food and stuff like that. Uh, and so it's kind of like that hypervigilant type thing. Americans today, we're pretty much stuck in what we call hyperbeta. Uh, we're always on the go, always having to meet deadlines, always having to do this and do that. Uh, and so this helps to remind the system, this is the healthy oscillation of this particular brain frequency. Then the next uh, brain frequency that we're going to do is the uh, delta brainwave. Delta brainwave is that super deep cellular regenerating sleep. 
that we get. Um, and then, and so you can do these when you're not asleep, though. Correct. So yeah. So it helps to helps your brain to really kind of slow down and rest. Right, and it reminds that this is the healthy oscillation of these brain frequencies, and the brain then, if it would like to, re-imprint based off of that. And then after that, we do the alpha brainwave. Alpha brainwave is kind of the relaxed state of the mind. And this is where children are at up until, I want to say it's like six or nine years old. Uh, that's the dominant brainwave that's going on. And they're just off in their own little world, don't really have any cares going on. Uh, it's kind of Such like this. Such a wonderful time. <laughs> exactly. But it's also like the state to where um, it's just you're active, but relax at the same time. It's really kind of a nice brainwave. Being more present. Perhaps. Right, okay. exactly. And then the theta brainwave, that is the uh, brainwave that's responsible for the regenerative state of the mind. Uh, it's where we dream. Uh, and so the first part of the therapy is just reminding the brain, these are the health, healthy oscillations for um for those things. And then after that, then we go over the specific points again with specific color light. And the color light gives a different layer of information for those points. So this way it's able to have essentially new tools on how to re-regulate. So really, <clears throat> I was just going to say that. So really, you're just putting back into regulation how the natural, how our natural tendency is, our natural brain works. Correct. And so you're helping to remind it because right now, in the way that our society is and the way that our lifestyles are, it mm -hmm. seems like we're always hypervigilant. We're always oh, yes. on edge. We're always like ready to react. Oh yeah. And so we have a, a much higher fight, flight, or freeze um, tendency mm -hmm. than our ancestors did when they only needed it. Right. So now we're kind of, you're helping people to kind of train the brain again to be in its natural state. Correct. Yeah. Wow. So that's really interesting. So that is uh, Limbic Cross. And then one of the things that you had talked about was one of the testing that you notice with people is iridology. Yes. Is non, yep. Non-diagnostic iridology. Okay. And mm -hmm. what is that? So it's looking at the iris and seeing different phenomena in there. And so there's a lot of controversy actually online about non-diagnostic iridology. Some iridologists will say this is, well, actually very few iridologists actually would say this is what's going on with you. Um, what we would normally say is uh, this it, there's a potential for this uh, within your system based off of what we're seeing in the iris. It doesn't mean that you have this physically going on right now, but you have the information flow for this to become an issue. And so let's kind of head that off and work on that. So you're just really paying attention and the eyes show so much information. Yeah. What what would be something that you might notice in somebody's Oh, so much, because you can see the entire human body. Uh, and so in our system, we talk about the eyes being the gateway to the soul. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's kind of the, we look at it more as the genetic information that is potentially there. And so we see aspects of the 
uh, the spine, the brain, mesenchymal tissue, digestive functions as well. Um, and then in the conjunctiva, which is the whites just outside of the iris, um, you see the sclera, the red lines there. Uh, that kind of points out to this is kind of what a major thing is going right now. And so what I often see for people are like this time of year, it could be lung issues, it could be spine issues. Um, those would be some common things that I would see or even possibly even thyroid. Uh, it, uh, the sclera pointed to the thyroid and so like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, one of the other things common things that I often see with people is near the pupil, uh, it'll be a little bit browner in that particular area. So like if they have blue eyes, which says that the, or hints to the person being more kind of an emotional type person, um, the brown towards the center of the eye, that's going to talk about some congestion in probably the large and small intestines, possibly the stomach. And so that would be, we'd want to look at the other forms of analysis to see, are we seeing that stuff there too? I don't rely just on one system. I look at all of the different systems and see this is what I keep seeing. That's really interesting. So, Sean, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, um, where can they find your website? So they can find my website uh, online. But what is the website address? (laughs) Obviously online. Uh, So the web address is P-S-I-N-E-R-G-Y Health. Dot com. So it's P as in Paul, S as in Sam, I, and as in Nancy, E-R-G-Y, health.com. You can also find us in the back of uh, Natural Awakenings Magazine every single month uh, in the Community <laughs> in Resource community Guide. Community Resource Guide. Yes. Great. So when we come back, we're going to continue talking with Sean. You are listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings Magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Broffel, and today in our studios, we have Sean Blodgett of Synergy Natural Health and Holistic Wellness out of Little Canada. You are located... Um, right off Coney Road. Coney Road C, uh, a mile north of Highway 36, a mile east or a mile west of 35E, and 1.8 miles from 694. Wow! So you are really well located there. Yes, I, our clients <laughs> making it easy for yeah. people to come to you. Yeah, our, our clients love coming to our new location. It's so easy to get to. And you guys have been there now for what about a year? Yeah, just over a year. We just moved there a year ago. We've been in business just over 11 years. Um, but yeah, so just over 1 year at the new location. Great. And we before the break, we started talking about some of the different analysis, uh, some of the different tools you use for analysis mm-hmm. and, and some of the treatments that you also provide. Correct. Uh, some of the therapies. And I wanted to get into one that you had mentioned in our first segment, kind of briefly, yes. which is the Curlian Energy emiss- Emission Analysis. Yes. That is quite the mouthful. Yeah. Normally we just say either Curlian or Curlian EEA. Okay. Uh, That's much easier. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, And so the Curlian, uh, Peter Mandel uh, came across the Curlian uh, at a World Fair, uh, kind of like the uh, Holistic Health Expo, uh, very similar to the one that we're going to be at Saturday uh, for (laughs) Your Shining Life. And... um, 
So there he saw this booth and it said, take a picture of your energy. And he's like, that looks kind of cool. I'm going to buy one. And then he bought it, um, brought it back, and then just put it in a corner, forgot about it for like about a year. And then he came across it again. And he was like, oh, I should probably figure out how this thing works and what it does because I spent a good amount of money on it. So um, he called his brother over and his brother, if I remember correctly, is or was an electric engineer. And he asked his brother, can you figure out how to get this thing to work? And so uh, his brother takes it back to his house and calls Peter a little bit later. And it's like, Peter, uh, all you have to do is plug it in. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'll be and right that over. That sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. And so Peter comes over and um, they put on a piece of photographic paper on the curlian and then they take a picture and develop the picture uh, and notice that in a particular area of his uh, pointer finger, the emission was lacking in that particular area. Uh, around the other fingers, there was emission and stuff like that. But in this one area, it was lacking. And because of his training in oriental medicine and acupuncture, um, he knew that the large intestine meridian ran through there. Now, interestingly, he also had some issues going on in his large intestines. And so whips out a couple of needles, sticks them in for to help re-regulate the large intestines for the issue that he had going on. So acupuncture. Right, yep. And then waited until the needles calmed down, pulled them out, took another picture, and he saw that the energy in that particular area filled in. Hmm. And he's like, okay, this is kind of interesting. And so he played with it a little bit more, figured out how to start using this with clients. Uh, ended up taking over 300,000 curling photographs of his clients, compared those to his clients' allopathic medical records or Western conventional medicine uh, records to come up with the topography that we use. Uh, since then, I want to say he's analyzed over 5 million photographs, if I, if I remember correctly, uh, to come up with the topography that we use today. And so in there, we see the energy and information flow of all the different systems that our, that our body has. Um, and we see it on the physical layer, the mental emotional layer, as well as the more spiritual layer as well. And it, it is really fascinating. I mean, I've had you... I've had the therapy myself with you. Yeah. Um, and it is. It's just really fascinating to discover, you know, you always kind of confirm the things that are happening. Mm -hmm. I, I sometimes am not the best person to pay attention to my own health. <laughs> it happens. I, I get busy and I kind of forget to really pay attention to what's going on. And then when you when you share with me what's happening, it's like, yeah, that is, you mm -hmm. know, that is happening. That's something I really need to be paying attention to. And, and then the way that you're able to help um, treat it or to be able to regulate the body again right. is really interesting as well. Mm -hmm. And so you do this quite a bit. This is one of your kind of top therapies that you use? Well, the curling isn't like a, a therapy. It's just a form of analysis. And so with every single client, uh, we use that. And so even if a client just comes in and wants to get Reiki done, uh, I still take before and after curling photographs. And so how I use the curling is a person comes in, we take the curling photograph, I take a look to see, okay, this is what I see in the photo. And I think you need to kind of share with people what that photograph looks like because it's not like you're taking a picture of correct yep so basically the curlian it's a 
um, you put your hands, and then uh, after that, you put your feet on this high-density static electrical discharge plate, and it creates static electricity that then excites the biophotons uh, from on the fingertips and toe tips. I mean, it would actually excite it anywhere on the body. Uh, and then that static electricity then is able to be photographed with a normal camera. Um, if we wanted to photograph it other ways, we'd have to use a photomultiplier in a completely dark space. Uh, Japanese scientists back in the 1990s actually showed that the human body gives off light. Uh, this is a much less expensive way to be able to photograph that light. <laughs> so. <laughs> and so you use this as part of the analysis with all of your clients. Correct. Yep. And so take the picture, do the therapy, and then after that therapy... I take another photograph to find out, okay, what shifted, and more importantly, what did not change? Because what didn't change, that's what stuck. That's what we need to zero in on. And then I do another therapy in the same session, and then take another photo, and then at the end there, then we see, okay, the... Uh, these would be some things that would help to keep your system stable or help in a healthy progression, stuff like that. And then at that point, then we start taking a look at uh, things from like an Ayurvedic medicine standpoint. Uh, we could also talk about subconscious uh, verbal processing from like access consciousness um, or possibly some body talk access techniques that they can do at home. Um, we also may talk about herbs and supplements mm -hmm. uh, or dietary stuff um, or if they have to do like a gentle cleanse. I like to do things much more gentle. Uh, I don't like to rush or push the system too fast or too hard because I realize that people have lives to live. I realize that people have to go to work, uh, <laughs> that they can't, you know, be doing like the super deep emotional processing, you know, when they're at the office, on the phone, you know, with somebody or in a meeting. Um, they have to be able to stay regulated. Um, so in the appointments, we just kind of gently open up all of that stuff that they need to have opened and shifted and moved, but give them kind of a safe, stable place after that. And I always found it interesting because you always did give me information of, you know, here are some ideas, some things that you can do mm -hmm. at home, some things that you can do for yourself. And one of the areas that you often focused on was Ayurvedic medicine. Correct. And so for people, I mean, we could do a whole show on this, so oh, we're not going to yeah. get into it too deeply, um, but I think it's a huge part of what it is that you do. Yeah. And so uh, explain to people what Ayurvedic medicine is. So Ayurveda, uh, it's the um, it's the science of medicine, essentially. It's been around for over 5,000 years. Uh, it's essentially where all medicine stems from. Even Western conventional medicine, you can trace it all the way back to Ayurvedic medicine. Uh, and that stems from India. And from there, it spread all over. I mean, from India, went to Egypt, to Greece, to all of Europe. Um, and so Ayurveda is just being in harmony with nature and what is correct for you. And so in Ayurveda, you'll often hear about the three doshas, uh, vata, pitta, and kapha. And so vata is the, the air and ether elements. And these type of people um, tend to be thin and wiry. Uh, their minds race a million miles an hour. Um, and... Uh, 
Then we have Pitta. Pitta are the very fiery people. They tend to be athletes and uh, actors and stuff like that. Uh, very intense people. Um, also very emotional as well. Um, and uh, then we have our Kapha people. Kapha is the elements of earth and water. Uh, they tend to uh, have like stronger muscle mass. They have the most amount of endurance. Um, and they're also the most loving and caring individuals in the world. Uh, and those people tend to have curly hair uh, and big eyes. Um, Isn't that interesting? <laughs> it is. It is. And so it's very, very interesting how you can look at the entire world around you and see it from this Ayurvedic perspective and how it uh, interacts with everything else and how it can either uh, bring things into balance or throw things out of balance, stuff like that. And um, so I look at that kind of stuff uh, for people because once you kind of understand these are the types of foods that you can eat or this is the type of yoga that would be good for you or beneficial for you or these are the type of activities that would uh, help to just kind of keep you balanced, um, then people are like, oh, yeah, I like that kind of stuff. I like that kind of food. Oh, that's why I don't like that particular food because I'm not supposed to eat it um, based on my dosha. And so it helps them, one, to become more aware of who they are be more okay with who they are. Um, like one of the things that I talk a lot about with clients, because I tend to get a lot of people that have vata issues, um, which is not really not really surprising though, because I mean, how many people are having to run around and um, be racing here and there and all that kind of stuff? I mean, we're definitely a very vata pushing society in so many ways. Um, and so people, you know, need things to help ground them. And so, Everybody is always talking about, oh, sugar's bad for you, sugar's bad for you. Uh, but sugars or sweets are very grounding for the entire system. And so for Vata-type people, that sweet helps to uh, keep them more in their body, helps them to feel calmer, uh, helps to them feel more energized, stuff like that. And so once they're like, oh, so sugars aren't bad for me, um, then they're like, okay, so now I don't feel bad about, you know, having sugar in my life. I don't have to cut it out everywhere. Now, for some people, sugar is not always the best thing. For, like, for example, kapha people. Uh, kapha people, sugar, you definitely have to watch that. Interesting. Yeah. So we're going to talk more about that when we come back from our break. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to get into more of those, uh, the different dashas and what people can do. But... For people who want to learn more, they can go to SynergyHealth.com. And again, that's P-S-I-N-E-R-G-Y Health.com. Or they can call you at 612-217-4325. That's 612-217-4325. You can find a broad podcast of this show on am950radio.com, on Apple and Google Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. Welcome back 
to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Broffel, and today in our studios, we have Sean Blodgett of Synergy Natural Health and Holistic Wellness, and which is located in Little Canada. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the show, Sean. Hello. So before the break, we started to talk about Ayurvedic medicine, mm-hmm. and you were talking about the different dashas. So mm-hmm. I want to get into that a little bit more, because I always find this so interesting, um, how you were saying that for some dashas, sugar is okay, mm-hmm. and that was, again, the vata? Yeah, for vata and also pitta, because uh, sugar is actually the element of water, and so... Uh, It's very cooling, very soothing. And so pitta people tend to run a little bit warmer, so they need extra water elements in their life. Uh, And pitta technically is fire and water, but the fire tends to burn off the water. (laughs) (laughs) But now you wouldn't recommend, like, refined sugar. No. When you talk about sugars, what would you be recommending for people? So for vata-type people, I would talk about, like, joggery or raw unheated honey. Uh, not liquid honey, raw and heated honey, very specific. Um, we'd also talk about um, uh, turbinado, you know, more the the real sugars, not the genetically modified beet sugars that you find in uh, the white white sugars. And cane sugar is okay as long as um, it's more organic. Uh, what I've noticed if it is if it doesn't if it's the white sugar and it doesn't say that it's cane sugar, what I've noticed is it has it seems to have some weird properties with people. Uh, I'm noticing that instead of it helping to soothe their emotional sense, uh, it actually kind of aggravates it. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now for pizza people, um, so most of their uh, sugars are good, uh, except they actually want to normally avoid honey. Honey's unique property, instead of it being cooling, is it's actually heating. So it's really good for like this time of year in fall when it's starting to cool off, or in the middle of winter when we have congestion. It helps to move that congestion, and it also helps to make us a little bit warmer. Now, one of the other tips, too, for people, like, because we're always having to run around and all this kind of stuff, let's say that you have to skip a meal. What you can do is take a teaspoon of raw and heated honey, mix that in either with hot water or tea, and just slam that. Um, as, as long as, you know, the, the hot water isn't too hot, you can slam it. Otherwise, just sip on it. What that will do is it'll help to actually maintain your metabolism uh, from skipping that meal. Uh, so because one of the other issues is, is seeing that people skip meals, what happens when they eat the next meal, their body is in a starvation mode. It starts storing it as fat. And then uh, that creates another whole cycle. So this is one way to kind of circumvent that starvation cycle. So even if people because there's a lot of people who say oh i I can't eat breakfast Mm -hmm. and and which is one of the most important meals of the day right for some people oh interesting okay yeah so kapha type people actually could skip breakfast if they wanted to and would it would the sugar like what you were saying with the honey would that help them or is that not good for them um for kapha type people they could uh, do a little bit of raw and heated honey uh, just because of the heating aspects of it. They wouldn't want to overdo it, though. So what is what is an, something indicative for kapha people? Um, 
something important for them is honestly their uh, astringent and bitter vegetables. Uh, so like green leafy vegetables are fantastic for uh, kapha people as long as they don't have anxiety. Um, and <laughs> what do you mean by that? Why oh, is it as so, long as they don't? Yep. So anxiety is a vata disorder. Uh, or if they have nerve pain or something like that, that's also another vata disorder. So if they're eating a lot of green leafy vegetables, it'll actually exacerbate uh, or make those particular issues worse. For vata people, but what about Well, for even for kapha people. Oh, interesting. So uh, just because if they have this derangement within that particular system, you want to kind of fix that first. But if it's a healthy kapha individual, um, the green leafy vegetables are fantastic, green beans, cabbage, um, stuff like that, yeah. So that's interesting. Do you find that people who do have a lot of anxiety or they're, they're having some of those emotional issues, do you find that they are attracted to the bitter vegetables or do they tend to not want them? They... So, like, for example, let's say that it's a client that uh, is being told that they're overweight, but they have anxiety. Um, what's interesting is they'll try to do the salads to, because they're told by American society, eat salad to lose weight. Uh, except what's interesting is somebody that is trying to lose weight, that has anxiety, the salads are actually going to cause them to gain more weight, because their anxiety starts to go up, their body is going to do what's correct, and that's bring more coffee into their system to try to ground them, to dissipate some of that excess anxiety. Um, and so instead, for those particular people, uh, I have them eat like macaroni and cheese. So carbs or? Uh, no, just heavy comfort foods. Hmm. Uh, and what's interesting is as soon as they start to incorporate that and start addressing that anxiety, the, their weight starts to go down. Because what happens is the body is like, oh, I don't need to store as much kapha anymore because the mind isn't racing uh, to the moon and back. And it's like, okay, I can release some of this kapha and the person starts to balance out better. Very interesting. It is, yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that you had um, recommended for me that I found really helpful, and so I wanted to kind of uh, touch base on this a bit before we end our time together, mm -hmm. is the Moist Heat Liver Packs. Yes. So this is something that I learned when I went through my uh, color puncture certification with Esogenics Holistic Medicine, is the Moist Heat Liver Pack. And so... Uh, and I do have the instructions also on my website how to do this. And I'll be talking about this particular therapy at the Your Shining Life Expo on Saturday. Which or if, is, this has already happened. Right. Airs, if you're listening yes. to it. Yeah. Otherwise, there's always next year. <laughs> so. <laughs> but they can go to your website too. Yeah. And so basically what you do is you take a hot water bottle. Uh, it's also sold as a feminine combination kit. Uh, you fill it with hot water, about the temperature of your bath water, maybe a little bit warmer. You don't want to use boiling tea water. That's way too hot. You're going to lay this over your liver area. Uh, leave it there for about 30 minutes. And um, you also, there's, 
you put towels on there and stuff like that. This is a much more gentle way of helping to support the liver versus a castor oil pack on the liver. Uh, it's also a lot cleaner and you don't have as much mess and stuff like that. Um, and what the liver does, it helps us to process those harder emotions. On the physical side, the liver actually helps to cleanse the lymph tissue. We know in natural medicine that the lymph helps to move emotions through the body. So it also helps you to release uh, some of those emotions as well. So again, people can go to your website to find out more, which is synergyhealth.com. Mm -hmm. Or they can always call you uh, to make an appointment at 612-217-4325. Sean, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you for joining us, uh, joining our conversation as we awaken to natural health. You can find a podcast of this show on am950radio.com on Apple and Google Podcasts. You've been listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And I'm wishing for you a lovely day. Love day. Love day. Love day. Love day. Love day.